Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is Monday at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. My name is Andre Anderson. I am both host and founder of BSTL. And what does that stand for? Of course, it is building something uh, that lasts. I hope that you're doing well. Uh, The weather is great. Uh, It's slowly but surely moving towards uh, milder Uh, And I like that a lot. Um, So keep exercising, keep drinking your water, uh, go to the gym if you can, but make sure you make your health a priority. So anyways, I'm excited today. And uh, part of the reason why I am excited is because I have a wonderful guest uh, that is uh, joining us today. Her name is Denalia Frey. Denalia, are you there? Yes, I am. All right, Denalia. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So glad uh, to have you all the way out there in Alberta. <laughs> uh, Denalia, I know that you're a big deal and a lot of people know you and maybe there are a few that may not know you on this platform. So I'm wondering if you could just go ahead and introduce yourself and maybe give us two things um, about who you are or what you're doing. You can decide, but I just w- would like everybody to know uh, who you are before we have this conversation. Okay. Well, my name is Denalia Frey. I am 21 years old and I'm actually going into my fourth and final year of education at Berman University. I'm studying social studies with a minor in math to teach for the high school levels. Um, I love, I love people. If there was a job where all I had to do was talk to people, I would absolutely love that and just thrive in that space. Two things about me that are kind of random but I just love them is one I love doing 3D puzzles uh, like the wooden ones that you put together they are definitely time consuming but when you look at the final product it's so worth it and then the second thing is I have 11 Bibles why because I love Bibles and they're all different versions and they all have different purposes and I want to buy more all right (laughs) So you're hooked to this Bible buying thing. Good for you. Yes, I am. And of course, you're smart because you're a math person. Oh, if I could have one skill set that I don't have. I mean, I have a lot of skill sets, but the one that I wish was this uh, mathematical thing. I I love the math mind. Uh, So good for you. Uh, I think it's a good thing that you are uh, doing your thing out there and this math thing. Maybe you can help me one of these days to uh, be a better numbers person. So Denalia, see, I I, um, put the emphasis on the wrong syllable earlier, so I'm going to try to remember it um, as we go through this conversation. But Denalia, uh, today we want to talk about leadership, um, but not just any kind of leadership. Uh, We want to talk a little bit about biblical leadership. Um, Mm -hmm. So why don't you lead us um, into this passion that you have around biblical leadership? So I grew up... I am still a pastor's child. I will always be a pastor's child. Um, I grew up in the church and there were definitely a lot of things that I saw that I liked and some things that I saw that I didn't like. Um, I remember there have been many times where in conversation, people have been so focused on the amount of people who were baptized or the amount of people on the membership box or the amount of money that's coming into the church and haven't been as focused on making sure that everyone in the church has something to eat. Uh, When I think about biblical leadership, it's not just, oh, God, 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 Jews, Jews, Jesus. It's about the fact that Jesus just talks to people. When you look at a lot of his interactions with uh, the people that he helps, 
people that he healed, uh, the people that he supported. He was just talking to them. Uh, he was making sure that they were okay. Do you have something to drink? Do you have water? Are you able to serve yourself? Are you able to walk? Are you able to see the beauty of like the lo- the land and the earth that God created? So when I think about leadership, mm-hmm. I think about the Bible. And when I think about the Bible, I think about the way that Jesus served. Um, and I think that's something that we don't talk about enough uh, because we're expecting people to fulfill all of our all of our boxes, check all of these requirements without making sure that they have enough energy to actually do so. Wow. Um, I didn't know we were going to jump out the gates that fast, um, <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, I like where the conversation's going. And of course, as you said, um, as you read scripture, one of the things that stands out to you um, is this conversational piece, meaning that yes. we have to, as leaders, um, be able to communicate um, with people. And of course, communication isn't just what we say to them, uh, mm-hmm. whoever it is that we are leading, but also um, the ability to hear what they have to say uh, to us. So, Denelia, what does that look like? So, as you lead, um, and you're leading right now in various capacities uh, where you live out there in Alberta, um, but when you think about the talk point, the conversational piece, what does that look like from a leadership perspective? It looks like being honest. Um, being honest and saying when you don't have the right answer, but then being able to make space and time to try to find the right answer. Um, It's not just someone has a question about life or they're struggling with something and you make something up that probably sounds pretty. And it's also not, I don't know, figure it out on your own. It's, you know what, let me come to you and let's walk through this answer together. Let's figure it out. Let's wrestle about it. Let's, let's question each other back and forth. Let's find the evidence. Let's, let's do this work together so that I'm not just spewing words at you and you're not just left in the wind to kind of figure it out when you came to me for leadership or you came to me for conversation. Um, the hearing part though, this is interesting. So hearing is a big part of conversation and you'll meet people who are listeners. You'll hear meet people who are talkers. Mm-hmm. You'll meet people who are both, but a lot of us don't even know how to listen to ourselves. <laughs> uh, we don't know how to listen to that inner voice or that, like that discernment piece that is telling us to pause, that is telling us to rest, that is telling us to consider what we're going to do next or say next, to really listen to our heart and our mind and our emotions and see, are we moving and leading from a place of lack? Are we doing it to gain something or are we doing it just to serve because service is so beautiful? Wow. Um, So this honest piece, um, you said Mm -hmm. a lot in there. I want to come back to this honest piece and then I'm going to get to another one. Um, I I think the struggle um, for anybody that is leading in any capacity is when you are leading people, there is an assumption um, that most people have that you do have um, all of the answers, right? It's the reason why you're the team lead or the manager or the VP. Um, It's because you're supposedly supposed to know all things. Um, But how then do you bridge that gap of how people perceive you um, so that you can actually be transparent with them? Um, Because I think transparency is hard, right? Because you you are also demonstrating in real time, 
I don't have all of the answers. So from a leadership perspective, Danelia, how do we do that? How do we put ourselves out there uh, to make sure that we are being honest as we lead as we and as we listen and hear? Like of pride. Oh my, let go of pride. Because this idea that leaders have all the answers, and I think anyone who is listening will be able to agree and say that when you look at politicians, when you look at government leaders, when you look in your schools, when you look in your churches, when you look even in your home, people don't know what they're doing. All of us are just trying to figure it out. We're trying to to move forward. We're trying to make sure that everyone around us is taken care of. The difference between someone who is in a leadership position and someone who is not is that someone had the courage to make a further move. They had the courage to learn a little bit more. They had the courage to speak up. They had the courage to connect themselves with this person. So the ability to be honest has to come from a foundation of you knowing what makes you different from other people. Mm -hmm. It's not, oh, I'm better than this person. Oh, I'm smarter than this person. It's why do I have the courage to step up and step forward in this space? And how can I, from this space, help someone to also have the courage to do the same thing? And I think that's, I mean, courage is in the word encouragement. And I realized that like a couple of days ago, I don't know why it was such a huge revelation for me. Mm -hmm. Courage is in the word encouragement. Our job as leaders is to reach out a hand and help people up. Mm -hmm. But some of us are so focused on the title that we're forgetting that we are there to help other people get up as well. Yeah. So because we're also talking about biblical um, leadership, um, one of the characters that comes to mind for me is David, right? Um, and I'm thinking about this idea of moving from being a part of the whole to being kind of unique because you have to step forward and step up, right? So what happens with David, of course, we know that this is not something that he chooses. Uh, mm. This is something that God chooses for him. And, you know, even though he's got some transferable skills um, because of what he's doing on behalf of his father and the shepherding piece, he really doesn't necessarily have a grasp on formal leadership in that kind of way as he's pivoting from shepherd um, to people shepherd. So how do we pivot then, right? So uh, we have to lead. Yes, we've got to listen. We've got to be transparent. But what happens when we are pushed forward to doing something because God has a calling on our life? How do we do that? What's the journey? And I know it's a hard one, (laughs) a hard question maybe, but how do we do that, Denelia? I believe one of the answers, because there's many answers to that, is self-reflection. When I think about David and other people in the Bible, um, sure, David was anointed, but he could have stayed in the field. Mm -hmm. He could have. Mm -hmm. Um, Would he have probably been wrestling with all of his inner thoughts? For sure. Mm -hmm. But he could have stayed in the field. But I think that there was some point, I don't know if this is fact or not, but I think that there was some point when David looked back on the way that he has led his flock, the way that he has made sure that they were safe and protected. And he said, you know what? I have been prepared for this. Sometimes it feels like the things that we're doing now or the ways that we have led are on like a scale of like really really small like level one Mm -hmm. and what god is calling us to is level 10 yes 
but they're so related. There are so many situations that I face now or decisions that I have to make. And it's like, okay, how did I have to apply this when I was in elementary school? Mm -hmm. How did I choose to be decisive instead of indecisive when I was trying to figure out what food to eat? These small decisions are just a minimized version of some of the bigger decisions that we will have to make in life. The only thing that changes is how many more people are affected. And if you are focused on having a positive impact from a small scale with one person, you're also going to hope to have a positive impact with a hundred or a thousand people or a million people. It's all about how do you view what you're doing now and how can this be transferred to that larger thing? You know what? If I didn't have to sit still in my chair, I'd be jumping right now because you've said (laughs) a lot of uh, very important and intelligent things. Um, But I like this one point that you make. It's not the only point, but this one, um, I wanted to just repeat it to see if you want to say a little bit more. Just this idea of looking back and Mm. then looking forward, right? So we're talking about Mm -hmm. David right now. Uh, The idea that nothing that you do is insignificant, Uh, And and, uh, maybe part of the reason why God is calling you to do something is because, uh, cumulatively speaking, you've done enough of these little things in your past, whether it's in kindergarten, grade school, whatever, in your part-time job that you hated, right? Um, So that now that's what qualifies you. So yes, there's a calling, but then... Your, your toolbox has been sharpened by many different little things um, throughout the course of your life, which is what positions you to do what you're doing now. I, oh, okay. So I mentioned the 3D puzzles that I do. <laughs> Depending on the complexity of the puzzles, I have some that will take me an hour, some that will take me four. One of the larger ones that I did, when I did it for the first time, I was making... I was putting something together and I was so confused. I did not see where it was a part of the final structure. I was making this wooden owl clock, an analog clock that actually works. And I couldn't figure out like, where is this? I was looking at the image, but I was like, if I try to figure out where it ends up, I'm just going to be stuck here for a minute. So I'm thinking, oh, I'm having this powerful inspirational moment where what I'm working on, I can't see in the final result yet. That is not what it was at all. I was putting together a tool to help me to put together an item for the owl. Mm -hmm. So sometimes the things that we are receiving and building, we are building our own tools. Mm -hmm. We are building our own machines to then go and create something bigger. But because sometimes we can't see it in the final result, we don't see that it's just a part of the journey. And it's not necessarily something that we're going to bring with us, but it's Mm -hmm. the thing that will get us from point B to point C. Yeah. And And I think I'm also hearing you say that, leadership even biblical leadership is about process and Mm -hmm. if if there is a truth that is a hard truth Mm -hmm. i don't know a person that likes process per se i mean like (laughs) i know that we want to get to where we're going like sometimes we can see uh where it is that god is taking us but these little steps um in between that bring us from here to there i think that that's tough Mm -hmm. um but just like these puzzle pieces that you're talking about um, you know, we're, we're, we're putting things together, but we're also um, seeing the image unfolding in the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. I think the process can be fun, 
when you're doing it with the right people. Ah, okay. Say more, please. <laughs> it's it's unfortunate because a lot of us have been trying to grow, trying to create, trying to make it to the end. And we have attached ourselves to people who are waiting for our downfall, mm. but we have no idea. Yeah. And all of this comes back to the self-reflection. Yeah. It comes back to discernment. That gut feeling is yeah. a gut feeling for a reason. Like yeah. it really is. Yeah. Um, and for those of us who do have a relationship with God or who desire to have a relationship with God, all you got to do is ask mm-hmm. because he will remove you slowly from spaces that you're not supposed to be in before you realize what was being said about you in that mm-hmm. space. So the process is hard. The process <laughs> yeah. is difficult but when you are walking it with other people who want to see you win and you want to see them win their wins are your wins your wins are their wins their struggles are your struggles and it's it's this beautiful dichotomy of growth and stress yes but that that connection feels so stable that it's okay to journey both at the same time oh oh my goodness your parents must love you um they have definitely (laughs) Um, raised a young a young lady that is going places. So you have my mind fluttering over here, um, and I'm kind of vacillating between two points um, that I want us to pivot towards because, you know, this idea that people make a difference, right? So I come back to the life of David. Uh, mm-hmm. The reality is, I mean, at different periods of time, um, I'm thinking about Jonathan, his friend. Um, mm-hmm. He's got some some people that are rooting for him, wanting him to win. Um, but mm-hmm. a good portion of his life, uh, he's not surrounded with people that are for him, even though people celebrate him as a leader because of what they are able to gain um, mm. through him. Um, but I don't necessarily get the sense that he is one that is supported on every level. Maybe one more point. Um you know, I think about even the way that his father perceives him, you know, when Samuel the prophet is coming uh, to, you know, do this selection of which son will become king. His own father uh, doesn't count him as being in the number. So as as we talk about biblical leadership, how do we filter through, right? Because if, if we agree that the process is what it is. Mm-hmm. And that, therefore, we may or may not be able to choose the people that we are growing with, whether good and or bad. How do you how do you surround your, yourself with people who are going to help you towards your win? Um, what does that look like for you? Oh, this is going to sound weird. Connect yourself with people who align with your dreams. Oh, okay. It's not just, oh, we're going through the same thing right now because, and this is a term that I recently learned, um, trauma bonding is real. Mm, Yeah. And sometimes we just connect ourselves with people who are going through something very similar to us in the moment. And when we've come out of it or when they've come out of it, we think that, oh, it was a waste of a relationship or a a waste of a friendship, not Mm. realizing that we weren't both growing together. Mm. We were connected in our pain right now, but somebody, or there has to be some external thing that encourages us to get out of that place. Um, I gave my friend um, some advice when she was like date. She started. She was starting to date, and I said to her, 
I want you to start a journal where after every single interaction you have with this person, whether it's over the phone Mm -hmm. or over text or like when you go out, especially, how do you feel? And it's not just like, oh, I feel amazing and like all the butterflies. No, like how do you really feel? Do you feel like you were seen? Do you feel like you were heard? Do you feel like your words were appreciated? Do you feel like your time was wasted? And it's not just, okay, let me look at this one time we went out in June. It's keep a record of that. And do you feel a similar way, if not better, as the time goes on? Or do you feel gradually worse? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we don't realize the negative effects because things are deep increasing by 1% each time instead of increasing by 1% each time. The small fluctuations make such a huge difference. Like if a plane were to go off course by one degree, Mm -hmm. it would end up in a completely different place. Mm -hmm. So So true. Keep a record of how we feel when we interact with people and the reality is that some people are just going to take from you. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you in a place where you are okay with that? Is that a conversation that you can have with the person? And there's also some people that you are also only going to take from. Mm -hmm. And then the beautiful thing is when you've got a mutual relationship where it's give and take, we're going through these things together. And those are the people that you try to ground yourself with. Mm -hmm. So this self-reflection part then, um, Mm -hmm. what does that look like for you as an emerging leader, right? So you are at the beginning stages of becoming your own person, right? Uh, in a yes. couple of months, years, uh, you'll be finished and maybe on to grad school and whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But what does this reflective piece look like for you as a leader? Because I think that you are a leader. Um, it's one of the reasons why I was excited uh, when you came or at least it um, agreed to uh, come mm-hmm. on on this podcast. What is reflection going to look like for you as you are on this journey, and as you will be leading other people um, while you your, uh, yourself are also on your own journey? So last <clears throat> last year, I started a brand called The Mirror Apparel, mm-hmm. and I'm still in the process of building that and growing in that, that sense, understanding this entrepreneurship business life. It's a whole other life, <laughs> um, yeah. whole other life. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, I am pretty much making clothes um, that have affirmations printed backwards so that you can read them in the mirror. Now, the cool thing about this is reflection for me was always difficult. Um, I was bullied a lot. There was a lot of expectations put on me from external factors, whether it was a church or school, teachers, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Um, So people would say, just spend time on your own or just get a journal and write all your emotions out or get this journal and answer these prompts. But nothing would work for me. I don't know what it was. Nothing would work. So one day. I sat in front of the mirror because one of the things that I struggle with the most is my self-image and how I view myself and the feelings that I have towards myself and the self-hate and this negative self-talk. And I sat in front of a mirror and I saw this activity being suggested by someone that I listened to on YouTube. And she said, just look in, your, in the mirror and see how long you can do it. So I sat down, crisscross applesauce in front of my mirror, and I looked myself in the eyes. I looked at my skin, looked at my face, looked at my body. Um, and I put on a timer for when I started. It felt like it had been like three hours. <laughs> and when I stopped and I stopped that timer, it had been four seconds. Oh, wow. 
I couldn't look at myself for a long time mm-hmm. without diverting my eyes, without getting distracted or without a flush of negative talk coming into my mind. So I started to do that every single day. I sat in front of that mirror and I tried to find something that I liked more and more each time. Mm-hmm. And now I'm at the point where I can look at myself in the mirror for as long as I want. Yes. Um, that's not because, oh, I'm full of ego and full of pride it's like no i get to look at myself Mm -hmm. and acknowledge everything that i've been through acknowledge all of my dreams acknowledge where i am right now so reflection isn't just okay where were we it's how do we talk to ourselves today Mm -hmm. when we look in the mirror are we just a machine that's working or are we a human that is being and not just doing um someone who is present in this world and someone who admires the roses and looks up at the sky and the Mm -hmm. stars am i in am i embraced in my own life am i excited by my own life so that's what reflection looks like to me and forever i hope that i can continue to talk positively to myself and encourage other people to do the same and you know it's interesting as you say that and um you know over the last several months uh transparency with you as well i'm on this journey um to be more healthier and mm-hmm. uh, so I'm in the in the gym, not necessarily trying to become the Incredible Hulk, but just trying to be <laughs> healthier. And it's mm-hmm. incredible, you know, when you're doing these reps and all this muscle resistant stuff and you take your shirt off and you're like, oh, my goodness, when, 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 when will the changes come? And the mm-hmm. reality is that's part of the process. It's also part of the people that are around you. It's the self-reflection mm-hmm. um, that you're also doing. You know, I, I think back to even what David, the same character that we've been talking about throughout this conversation, David says um, to God, create in me a clean heart and renew the right spirit within me. So this idea of how we reflect or how can we reflect, it'll be hard to reflect if you don't have individuals that are also holding you accountable as far as how you lead, right? So David, while he may be a big deal after a while in Israel, he's got an accountability partner, right? And that accountability partner is God himself. So as a leader, do you have an accountability person that is also helping you on this journey? I have multiple. (laughs) I am a big advocate for mentors for different things. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I have someone who helps me with my finances, who holds me accountable and tells me to stop spending money when I'm spending too much. (laughs) I have uh, somebody who ensures that I am prioritizing balance and not just working, 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 working all the time. Um, I have somebody who holds me accountable of my Bible studies, uh, someone who holds me accountable of going to the gym. Mm -hmm. So I have very different accountability partners, but in terms of everything, like the person who I tell everything to, it's, it's my parents. I have a very close relationship with my parents and I tell them everything. Um, it's like, there's nothing about me that they don't know. Um, and that just makes life so much easier because, if I tell them something today, two weeks from now, they'll ask me about it. And I'm like, how do you remember that? Uh, But then I remember they're, they're there to hold me accountable, not because I intentionally asked them to, but because that's the role that they chose to have in my life. Nice. So Denalia, as, Mm -hmm. um, we wind down, believe it or not, um, we, we've been talking for a bit. Um, as we wind down, the question that I have for you is what is the main takeaway Um, from this great conversation that you would like to share uh, with our listeners 
again, everything about what you've said, um, so much wisdom um, in your years on this planet. And I can only imagine what you're going to be 20 years from now since you're already here. But is, is there a takeaway that you would like our listeners to have um, having listened to this conversation? Leadership starts with service. That's what I would say. Okay. Leadership with service. All right. Do you want to put it a little bit longer for us? <laughs> yeah, please go ahead. Leadership is more than what I can do for you, but what we can do together. Uh, and I will never know what we can do together if I don't know what you're going through now. Oh, wow. I don't even know what to say. Um, I want. Let me just, first of all, just say thank you for coming on. Um, this has been a really great uh, conversation, lots of nuggets that I can pull out from this. Um, and you know what? I, I like the way that you've landed the plane. Um, this idea um, that leading is in collaboration with others. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. true that like a train or an airplane, uh, people do get on and off. They go to different terminals. They, they get off at different bus stops and they transition with a different transfer. But however long you've got somebody that's on the journey with you, you've got to give and you've got to receive because learning is a bilateral um, experience uh, to which we are growing regardless of what our years of experience are. Um, there will always be somebody or something that happens along the way that um, is positioned there intentionally. You know, I, one of the things I always say is that God is the strategic planner. And if nothing happens without him first weighing it and considering it, then that means everything that we go through, it is happening by design, even when we don't make the greatest of decisions. So Denalia Frey, um, I know this world is going to hear your name many, many, many more times. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. And again, for those of you that are listening to this conversation, if you'd like to have a broader one in a different type of uh, setting, uh, you know how to get in touch with me. It's bstlinc21 at gmail.com. And of course, this is BSTL, which means that we're building something that lasts. And something that is going to last is going to take time to really manifest and become what it's going to be. So I hope you all are um, okay with the ride because we're just getting started. Until next time, have a good weekend and God bless you all.